have two guns, one for each of you. Get ready! Woo! We are on tour, and we're doing it better than anybody else alive! This is the Cutline Podcast with your host, Michael Cavalunis. The PGA Tour season has brought some brutally difficult golf conditions for the players in the Florida Swing. Personally, I love seeing the pros go through what I often go through several times on just the front nine of any course. But there's nothing like Bay Hill to bring these pros to their knees, especially on a Sunday. The point being, golf is very hard. PGA DFS, even harder. Winning and cashing and smashing in a sports book? Difficult. But I love golf, and I love that the Players' Championship is here, and the cut line is going to bring you the best analysis out there. Hello, Canada. Hello, USA. Hello, Australia. Hello, UK, Germany, the Netherlands. You are still hanging with us. And as always, a big shout-out to our friends from Spain. Singapore, where'd you go? Big, big, big thanks to Stu Bega on Twitter. He's given away free wine. He turns his own butter, makes a fine charcuterie. He gives one away, actually, with every bottle of wine that he gives. That's free cheese, boys and girls. Free cheese. Now, for those of you new to the cut line, Taking forever for you guys to jump on board, but the cut line continues to grow worldwide. And this son of a gun really appreciates the time and dedication all of our listeners give this show. Thank you for the reviews. Thank you for the kind words. Thank you for how your process is growing. Some of you guys lost money last weekend, though. We got different, but I don't regret it. I'm Mike Kevalunas, at Lunas on Twitter. Hey, do you mind? I wasn't talking when you were bowling. And the Players' Championship is here. So many options, so many choices, so much variance. And just to put the argument to rest, it's still not a major championship. But the purse is very high. The purse is very high. But we are going to jump into the good, the bad, and ugly from last weekend's Arnold Palmer Invitational. We'll start with the good. Scotty Scheffler with his second win. Uh, big shout out to Tommy, who nailed him at 90-1. to 1. Nice little payday there. The bad from last weekend. Paul Casey, when am I going to learn my lesson? Not this week. I'm not learning the lesson this week. We'll say that. And now the ugly. We had the opportunity to nail our sixth pre-round tournament outright of the season in Gary Woodland. Woodland with an eagle on the par 516, an impressive 200-plus yard shot, then a 24-foot putt. Just par out, baby. Just par out. What's Gary Woodland proceed to do? 
double bogey, the par 317. Damn. That's it. It's over. Bye-bye, Gary. All right, let's move on. Cutline is here to bring you in-depth DraftKings analysis of the Players' Championship. I'm going to do the best I can. Nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. Let me help you with that. To make sure that you're cashing big on Sunday. In addition, I'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside sand traps, and a putt that might drop in through the back door. The cut line is going to continue what it does best. Make sure that you have plenty of wieners and winners. Big ones on Sunday, getting six of six. You're cashing and smashing with everyone's favorite six of six golfers through the cut line. Now, if you need ownership leverage, I know I'm going to be checking out Fanshare Sports and FanshareSports.com. And even with my own personal ownership projections, I know that a second opinion is incredibly important. The guys I trust, Fanshare Sports. So this is a very easy fix. Go to FanshareSports.com. After you fill out all your information, type in the word cut line in the discount option. You'll receive 20% off your monthly membership. Remember, ownership is a leverage not to be belittled. PJ Tour takes us to what is likely, if not the most, the second most favorite golf tournament for even the most casual fan. As Pete Dye brings the challenges as some of the best golfers in the world and hopefully some relief for these golfers, right? Nope, not here, not at Sawgrass. This is the Players' Championship where anything goes. It's going to be a fun time. But let's take a look at the golfer's biggest opponent. Now, the course report is brought to you by Golf Goons. If you're not signed up, go to at the Golf Goons on Twitter. Look, this is like super fun, super great way to own, get involved in NFTs and cryptocurrency and everything else. And you own a golfer for every tournament they participate in. They win, you win. Paid out by Golf Goons. Got to do it, guys. You got to do it. Got to get in early while you still can. Masters right around the corner. You get paid more for a major. Come on, guys. Get it together. So, TBC Sawgrass. Big numbers. Runs that could possibly include Birdie Eagle Birdie. Hopefuls and Dreamers. It's all there at the fifth major. All right. And we are looking at the players at TBC Sawgrass. My, law, my love for Sawgrass stems from being a kid and bringing a kid to work day. My father would let me play video games in his office on his computer. I always picked Sawgrass, wanting to play the island hole on 17. Never got that hole in one. But the recipe here at this tournament is simple. Avoid the big numbers. Score in the easier holes in the par fives. Create gaps in the leaderboard. Bring home the championship. Sounds easy, right? It's not easy at TPC Sawgrass. We have massive amounts of historical data. Massive. Uh, and many have claimed that course history is highly relevant, but... Be mindful that after the renovation, the concept of clubbing down on nearly every hole seems somewhat eliminated. You add the fact that turf conditions are different because we're playing in March. This tournament used to be played in May. The weather was way different. Conditions were way different. So be mindful of that. Players can get more aggressive earlier in the season. These greens are softer. They're more responsive. So while there are big numbers out there, Bigger hitters, longer hitters can go for greens. They can take advantage of that. We've seen that with DeChambeau. We've seen that with Rory, who's one year. We've seen that with Justin Thomas, Johnny Vegas, DJ. They're all there. So make sure you guys don't just ignore the big hitters who are going to try and bomb and gouge this course. There are so many massive numbers out there. And barely sneaking past the cut line could still have massive gains in 2020. Justin Thomas started up at the round three at two under. 
but ended up winning the tournament with a score of minus 14. Scores like this is what makes the players so like massively watched and so fun to be you know an observer of. Now, one of the most important skills that players need this weekend is the ability to consistently put the ball in play off the tee. Pete Dye's courses are renowned for their ability to mess with player sight lines, and there just might not be anything more difficult than TPC Sawgrass when it comes to that. But you need to be in the fairway. Let me repeat, you have to be in the fairway. The field floated. The best players in the world are here looking for the highest purse of any full field golf tournament on the PGA Tour. We've witnessed a variety of golfers win with various skills, and we even seen guys who miscut the week before coming in with poor form win this tournament before. One of the most amazing nuggets that I found is that this tournament has only been won multiple times by three golfers. Three golfers have won multiple times. That's Tiger Woods, Fred Couples, and Davis Love the third. All right, the way to score on this course, dominate the par fives. Pete Dye was the architect in 1980, renovated in 2016, Bermuda grass greens, but they are overseeded in March with Poa and Velvet Bentgrass, so be mindful of that. The Bermuda grass is not very much in play this weekend. We have very, very small greens. Hello, Griot. And we have a very high, fast stint meter with 12, 12 and a half. 7,256 yards, par 72. 17 holes play with water. And there are 88 crazy bunkers. But the big story this weekend is the weather. Rain, wind, rain, wind, storms, wet greens, wet fairways. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. 60s weather in the 60s could be chaotic. Look at Saturday. You got 40 mile per hour gusts at like 10 a.m. How about that morning tea time on Saturday if you make that cut? Woo. <laughs> ah, it's going to be a rough one. Make sure you go to, go to cutlinegolf.com. Check out the course preview. We got the live weather widget there. You can learn all about the location, the weather that's coming in the forecast, current weather, look at wind patterns. It's all good and all there. Nuggets and tidbits. Course history is significant at TPC Sawgrass, but in many ways, it should not be your deciding factor when you're looking to bet at the book or on DraftKings. Um it's interesting what the players will say after these closed practice sessions. I would pay attention to the media guide and kind of see who's playing well, who says what. Uh, $20 million purse, 3.6 goes to the tour champion, PJ Championship. And then uh, Dye did everything he could here to make this a true player's course. Each hole complete played with a draw or fade, and no certain type of player has an advantage over another here at TPC Sawgrass. One of the great, cool aspects of this course, in my opinion, uh, interesting fact about the 17th, which is the island hole, yearly, there are over 100,000 golf balls laying at the base of the water. Annually. That's a lot of golf balls. A lot of golf balls. Something to be mindful of, players tend to be okay if they're short or long, if they miss a green. But if you're left or right, it's typically a kiss of death on these greens. Approach shot distribution. Most of your shots are coming from that 125 to 200 yard range, and that's also part uh, heavy with the par fives. And a lot of players are, dro are dropping driver. So you've got these longer shots on some of these holes, but be mindful that the highest average is that 150 to 175 range. Past winners, Justin Thomas, McElroy, Webb Simpson, Siwoo Kim. Key stats I'm looking at, strokes gain, tee to green, ball striking, strokes gain off the tee, around the green, par fives and scrambling, similar courses that I like. Harbortown, TBC Boston, Quail Hollow, Sedgefield, 
in TPC River Highlands. But the question that you guys are all asking yourself, who am I going to play this weekend? He's two punts from victory. Only needs one. Ooh, got a member's bounce there, boys. That's birdie all day long. This is the Cutline's Birdie or Better segment where we break down each tier of golfer here at the Players' Championship and who we are going to play, who we are worried and concerned about, and who we are going to fade. It is an interesting field. Something I want to mention, and this is just based on last year's DraftKings uh, results. 10 of the top 20 priced golfers in the field last year for DraftKings specifically missed the cut. That's 50% of your top tier in pricing. Be mindful of that. Be mindful of the variance here and be mindful of the strategy that I'm gonna talk about today that I'm utilizing. First of all, my model is built heavily on Pete Dye in terms of our long-term form. We're looking at all Pete Dye courses, how players like to play on them. Regardless of recent form, that's what we're looking at. Okay, that's what we're looking at. So we are gonna go straight into this top tier. We're gonna go 11K down to the 10K range. That's Rom. McElroy, Morikawa, Justin Thomas, and Victor Hovland. Right now, I'm telling you that if Morikawa and Justin Thomas stay at 22% plus ownership, according to Fanshare Sports, I'm not touching them. I think they're great golfers. I think they're amazing golfers. Some of the most talented on this planet. Both capable of winning a Masters Championship. Both capable of winning a U.S. Open. PGA Championship, the Open. But if you're looking at DFS, at 16 to 1, they opened up, mind you. It's 16 to 1. And you're looking at 22% ownership on a course that has this extreme of variance, not touching them. I'm not going to touch Morikawa and Thomas. Not going to do it. But with Rom, McElroy, and Victor Hovland, absolutely. Absolutely love those three. So first of all, we'll start with Rom. Because I think he's kind of everyone's bugaboo right now. And, and, and we're finally at the point where people are jumping ship. But I do want to point this out. He was third in the field last weekend in strokes gained T to green. Now, can he figure out the putter? That's what you're kind of asking yourself. Now, Sawgrass is not the course where you want to play bounce backs, right? Or like get right type players. And I think John Rom is right except for the putter, and I'm okay with that. You have small greens, right? You have small greens here. You're not going to be putting from that far a distance. Make some birdies, Romer. Get some eagles. Now, course history is pretty impressive. Ninth in 2021, 12th in 2019, 2018 to 63rd, 72nd in 2017. So he's never missed a cut here at TBC Sawgrass. All right? And, and just, yeah, he's missing putts. I get it. But come on. At the API, 17th. The Genesis, 21st. At the WMPO, he was 10th. At the Farmers, he was 3rd. I get it. He's $11,100. Do you want to risk that much on John Rahm, who has a suspect putter? The guy loves Pete Dye courses. Has played great here. Has great course history here. I love Rahm. I love Rahm this weekend. Roy McIlroy, same deal. People are fading him. I don't understand why. Is it because he's not winning? he's this top price guy, so they, they want to fade him. This guy won in 2019. Is it because he missed the cut last year here at the players? I'm not sure. He's got an average finishing position on the season of 11th place. All right. Finished 13th last weekend at the API. 10th at the Genesis. 
So where, where's the bugaboo in his game? Like where is is Rory currently struggling? It's not with the driver. It's not on approach. Okay. Again, it's with the putter. So Rahm and McElroy kind of have the same issue going on. Can they figure out the short stick in order to win a golf tournament? Here's what I love, that the greens are so small. 5,500 square feet. If you're dialed in on an approach, you're going to have short putts. It's going to be scoring opportunity. These guys dominate par fives. Why wouldn't you roster them? Why wouldn't you take advantage of that? Makes all the sense in the world. Victor Hovland, and this number could change, is at 10% ownership on Fanshare Sports. Now, if you watched Sunday, you saw him fall apart and finish second. He bogeyed the, the 17th. And just like Woodland, you know, struggled at Bay Hill. But the guy finished in second. Did have the miscut in 2021, but who who really hasn't had a miscut here at TPC Sawgrass? Can't lay two straight miscuts, and he's getting huge love. Okay? Scheffler miscuts. Decky miscuts. Cam Smith miscuts. Spieth miscuts. Rory miscuts. Morikawa's been here once, right? Made the cut. Justin Thomas finished 75th here in 2017. Don't tell me anything is guaranteed here. All right, and don't tell me that anything is impossible at TPC Sawgrass. He's dominant off the tee, dominant in approach, and right now he's one of the best scorers on tour. I love Victor Hovland, especially at this reduced ownership. I get it. You're worried about course history, but, I mean, this guy in his short career has done really well at, at, at Pete Dye courses. I did my long-term form off basically Pete Dye models in courses and correlative courses. Hovland ranks 14th in the field. In my overall stat rank, ranks number eight. In my confidence model ranks number eight. So these are all key stats to consider. I, there's just so much upside. There's just so much upside here with... Hovland and the fact that ownership is currently reduced, that this tier one is just loaded with opportunity and low ownership pivots. You got to take advantage. So the 9K range brings some very interesting choices here, especially when we look at initial ownership. Deki Matsuyama is the chalk. Okay. So he's, you know, people were looking at him last you know two years ago with the COVID outbreak and where he was in first place and you know he dropped out he's been playing fantastic golf don't get me wrong but you know Decky coming in at about 22 percent Cantlay then coming in just roughly under 20 percent at about 19 percent so both these guys historically have done pretty well on Pete Dye courses in addition to that you look at the course history though Cantlay struggled the last two years but prior to that two top 25 finishes Matsuyama miscut, 8th place, miscut, 22nd, and 7th. So a little bit different here that we're looking for Deki. Now, here's the thing, right? Cantlay and Matsuyama, they are playing some of the best golf that we've ever seen them play, regardless of the fact they're being shocked. Like, Matsuyama's made 10 of 10 cuts this season. That's how much he's played. Cantlay's made 5 of 5, right? He's got a win under his belt. Matsuyama... Has uh, eighth place at the WMPO. And then the last time we saw a win was at the Zozo, and we hit that as an outright. 
So these guys are playing fantastic golf for the 2022 season. Um, you look at their PGA stats. They're at the top in almost everything, right? Uh, Cantley's top five in scrambling. Matsuyama's top 20. So there's tons of things to like about these guys, but the ownership just steers me away. And I'd rather go to someone like Dustin Johnson. I'd rather go to someone like Xander. I'd rather go to Cam Smith or Jordan Spieth, where the ownership is subdued. Because people just haven't seen them lately. Why would we want to play them? Scheffler coming off the win is the only reason that I just don't want to play him. He's playing fantastic golf, right? Two wins in the last three, four weeks. Like, don't get me wrong on Scheffler. It, it's a it's foolish not to go back to him. But the fact is, his, because of the win, his ownership's creeping up, right? We're going to 17%, 18%. It is a high-risk thing. I'm not going to I'm not gonna stop stop you guys from playing these guys, but it is high risk to fade these high ownership plays. Like there's a reason they're popular, but I'm going to bank on variance here. I'm going to bank on severe variance at the, at, at the players. I'm going to bank on the fact that the weather is just brutal and that we want to take advantage of it. Now with Dustin Johnson, he's always historically loved Pete Dye courses, ranks 28th in the field. Jordan Spieth, not so much. He ranks 50th in the field. Cam Smith is... Even worse, he, he's 125th historically in the Pete Dye love affinity for his course design and messing with your sight lines and everything like that. You know, he's got two missed cuts here, but he does have a top 20. I just think Sawgrass tailors itself to where even if you don't love Pete Dye, there's so many other factors of this course that motivate players that suit them to play better. Obviously, the money is one of them. But the last guy that I... I haven't decided if I'm going to play or not, is Xander. Um, if I don't play him, I'm certainly going to bet him, potentially his first-round leader. Uh, we did see a second-place finish in 2018, but we did follow that up with two missed cuts. In terms of form for Xander, 13th at the Genesis, 3rd at the WMPO, and 34th at the Farmers. We haven't seen him since those times, and he's made 7-7 seven to seven cuts. Could, could, could Xander miss this cut? Absolutely. Could he fall apart on Saturday and Sunday like he typically tends to do? Of course he can't. But still, we are looking at guys that are in the 9K range, not getting the respect and ownership that they deserve. I'm going to buy into it. Going down to the 8K range, Daniel Berger is your chalk at about 23%. And then you guys have a like a little room, a little playroom here with guys like Kepka, Sungjae, Adam Scott, Billy Horschel, Shane Lowry. A lot of guys got Kepka at a great number at the book. So I'm not sure if he's going to be like extremely popular in DFS. So that that that's something to think about. He is currently at like 15, 16% on, on fan share, but I don't know how much of that is driven by the sports book. They got him at some ridiculous odds. And we've heard that narrative before. The reason I stayed away is because, you know, normally where there's smoke and, f- and there's fire and, and sports gambling, it doesn't hit. Um, you know, you can't fade that number, but uh, I did. Call me a fool, whatever. Um but still, sticking with this AK range, you got guys like Louis, Louis Tony Finau, Neiman, Sung J.M., Adam Scott, Billy Horschel, you know, Lowry. I think there's a lot of upside here. There's a ton of upside. Like, you look at someone like Willie Zalatoris, who's coming in at like 10% ownership. Um, historically, he's done pretty well in his young career at Pete Dye courses. Same with uh, with Ustuzin. 
he's done well at Pete Dye courses. Not as well as Zalatoris, but but still there's upside there. And and you've seen success here at the players. Louis with with uh two top twenties, one thirty fifth place and then a fifty sixth. Oh, I'm sorry, that's Brooks. Louis with a second and twenty eighth and fifty sixth, a missed cut and a forty first. So you know, typical things we see at the players. Like, it, it's just, there's a lot of turmoil. Zalatoris, 21st. You know, we go back up to that 9K rate. Jordan Spieth, he's got three missed cuts. But then 240 place finishes. So, that's a high-risk play. But still, there, there's leverage to be had. Um, Neiman, 29th last year. Sungjae has a 17th and a missed cut. Again, though, we're looking for upside. We're looking for pivot points. People are going to fade Neiman because they, he burned him at the Honda Classic. I understand that. Like he was very popular that week, and and his ownership is beginning to show that this week. It's only ten percent. Typically, he's a name that's in the mid teens. Sung Jay with those long irons, you know, he's looking at fifteen, sixteen percent. Adam Scott, same thing. So in this eight K range, like I was saying before, you really got to manage like various degrees of ownership. Terms in terms in terms of like those teen ownerships, fourteen percent, fifteen percent, sixteen percent. But the guy that you have to be worried about. Daniel Berg, 24%. I'm cautiously hoping that Berger's ownership goes down. Um, he's a great Pete Dye player. And at 8,800, his ownership is warranted. And in talking about all the high-owned guys, Berger might be one of the ones that I, I – looking back on it, honestly, now, is probably – going to be in my player pool but all right let's continue on in that 7k range Terrell Hatton never been good on top uh, on this course I am not going to touch him I, I you saw the course history last weekend and you had to play him right but three missed cuts in a 41st place I'm not playing Terrell Hatton even with the second place finish last week we've seen this happen dominates the API sucks at the players so I'm not buying into that Matt Fitzpatrick Again, everyone loved him last weekend, so they're going to love him this weekend. His youth, his age, his, his experience maybe finally come to fruition. But two missed cuts, two 40-place finishes in terms of like top 40, and then the top 10 last year. So people are looking at that recent form, and they're really buying into Matt Fitzpatrick. 24% ownership right now. 24% ownership. I'm not going to do it. Abraham Answer, Webb Simpson. They love the Pete Dye designs. Right now, both these guys, answer coming in about 12%. Webb Simpson coming in way cheaper at like 4.5%. So these guys love the web designs. I'm going to play them in my lineups. Webb Simpson won here in tw- uh, you know three years ago. Well, four years ago because they canceled the one with the pandemic. And then Abraham answered 22nd and 12th. So a lot of upside here and not enough ownership, especially in the 7K range. Depending on how people do their builds, these ownerships could go up drastically, especially for these guys. So... Russell Henley is a high-risk play. I'm totally going to bet him. My, my boy Tommy already called him out on it. But he gained 1.93 strokes T to green last weekend. He's going to be higher owned at around 10%. But if that number goes down or stays around that, that, that spot, I'm still going to stick with him. Paul Casey, another guy I like. It's because he likes the Pete Dye designs. You know, historically, he's done well. He ranks... In the field, in terms of my Pete Dye, Dye designs, number one. And that's like long-term form, all Pete Dye courses that we're evaluating. 
his last five, you know, last five years participating here, 23rd, 22nd, miscut, fifth place. So a lot of upside here with Paul Casey. I know that he burned everyone with a 72nd finish last weekend. We were all on him, but still what? Go back to him. Woodland, I'm going back to Gary Woodland. I don't get it because he, what, double bogeys, 17? The guy could have won the tournament. He could have won the tournament. Curious point, though, with Woodland. And Lee Aldrich's course suitability metric ranks 111th. That's near the bottom. Okay, so I, I, I want you to know that there is most definitely some risk playing Gary Woodland here. In terms of his course history, what's he mixed back? 28th, 75th, miscut, 30th, miscut. But finished fifth last weekend. Could have won the tournament if he would just part out, won us some money, but so what? So what? Um, he's coming in with great form and a hot putter, so it's things that we like. Gang strokes from tee to green. We do have suspect course history, but the ownership stays this low. I'm going to buy back in. Um, Corey Connors, I really think the ownership is way too low at 12%. I think this is going to boom higher. But we have a course that kind of fits all of his needs, and he loves Pete Dye tracks in general. He gained nearly three strokes tee to green last weekend, and people weren't on him then. I feel like people are most definitely to come back to him. He finished 11th last weekend, by the way. And the, and the two finishes here, 7th and 41st, he's playing really well. 8th in my approach model, 9th off the tee, 27th in my scoring model. Historically ranks in the top 10 for Pete Dye Designs. Currently ranks number 1 in, uh, in how he's playing on those same stats. And the confidence model, number 5. So love Corey Connors here. I think he's going to get more, a, lot, a, more, a lot more love than, than we're seeing. Justin Rose, sub 5% ownership. Yes, please, going to buy into that. Patrick Reed, I know he's bad in terms of miscuts, but it's not as bad as it seems. His numbers aren't atrocious. Like, I would be wary playing him that in hopes that he figures it out. We talked about this at, at TPC Sawgrass, but it's not like that he's way off in approach. He just has one hole where it all falls apart. I mean, last weekend, he didn't even lose a stroke T to green. He didn't even lose half a stroke last weekend T to green. The PXG curse, I think, is real. I think there's something to be said about that. And he's off on approach. He's off all over the board. But you want to feel good and get right? TPC Sawgrass just might be it. Miscut, right? But then 22nd, 41st, 47th, 22nd. If you get a top 25 out of Patrick Reed at 7,300, there's upside there. Luke List at 7,200. Oh, man, here we go. Luke List. So, gained nearly one and a half strokes on approach, but lost three and a half on the greens. Like, the putter was brutal. The putter was ice cold. Typically, mixed results at Pete Dye courses. Especially here. Not mixed results, though. Three miscuts in the 56th. Coming in with two miscuts. Luke List is your GPP play. He's going to be low owned, less than 1% right now. So most definitely going to buy back into Luke List a little bit. Remember, guys, I'm playing the 150 mass, so I can I can take these risks on certain guys. Lee Westwood lost one and a half strokes on the green and lost on approach, yet he does love Pete Dye designs historically. Looking at last year's model, we saw tons of guys who missed the cut at the API, but then succeeded here at the players just because of their affinity for Pete Dye Designs. Now, Westwood didn't miss the cut. He finished in 68th place, but last year, 
at the players finishing second. So we could see him come back in potentially top five, top 10, especially at 7,100. Last guy I want to mention here in this 7K range, uh, last two guys are Russell Knox, Chris Kirk. Kirk, of course, currently looking at roughly 12% ownership, and he's coming in some of the best form over the last three tournaments of anyone in the field, and he's underpriced in my opinion. I know you're going to worry about the putter. We're always going to worry about the putter with him. Lost 2.3 strokes last weekend, but or I'm sorry, he gained 2.3 strokes T to green last weekend, but of course lost all that stuff on the putter. Um, I'll take it. I'll take on the risk. Russell Knox, another high risk, high reward. Um, he doesn't hate playing Pete Dye courses as we've seen in the past. Now, the 6K range, I don't know how often I'm going to be jumping down here, but Grio, Keegan Bradley, Matt Kuchar are guys to name a few, Streelman, KH Lee, and Danny Lee. Um, those are the guys that I really like in this 6K range. That I, I, I know that someone can come out of here, like Johnny Vegas, Varner. They have history here that, that is interesting. People are going to be fading Matt Wolf. Um, because of what he's been doing recently, it's a mixed bag, right? Mito. Is it Mito week again? Are we going to buy into 6,700 Mito? Um, doesn't necessarily love Pete Dye designs, but so what? Sebastian Munoz, Joel Dahman. Dahman loves the Pete Dye design, and he's only 6,700. But, of course, limited data here, 12th and a missed cut. It's... It's not a coin flip, but if you do enough digging and research and you and you go in with that GPP mentality that you need to hit on these random guys, like there is high risk options here that pay off. There it's 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 just there for you guys to look at and take. Um potentially maybe some Lucas Glover, maybe some Brandon Steele, but that about does it for the six K range. Next question is who am I not playing this weekend? No. Mm-mm. No, 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 hell no. Can't do it. This is the Cutline's signature segment, Can't Do It, Won't Do It. Double digit ownership that I am going to completely fade this weekend at the Players' Championship. There are five. Five guys, double-digit ownership, and unless these ownerships drastically change, I'm not touching them, but I will say this. One of these guys, I'm very scared to fade. All right, so first, Matt Fitzpatrick. 25%, 26%. Everybody's jumping on him. Every show is talking about playing Fitzy. There's too much variance for me to buy into Matt Fitzpatrick here at the players with suspect course history with the with with the lone exception being his top 10 finish last year. I get it. The API finished ninth. Nope. Can't do it. Matsuyama, Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas. We talked about how good they are at golf this weekend at 25 percent, 26 percent. I'm going to bank on variance. I'm going to bank on guys like last year when Jim Furyk came out of nowhere to finish top three. Roy McIlroy, come on, guys. Be smart here. Fade that ownership. Now, the last guy I'm worried about. And I can't believe I'm saying this because there's a certain someone out there that's going to laugh when I say this, but Patrick Cantlay coming in at 19%. I think right now the way he's been playing, arguably the best golf you know, that we've seen on tour this year. But then you look at the course history. Two missed cuts, 23rd, 22nd. 
I know he's in the cat do it segment right now, but that could change. And if it does, I'll tweet it out there. Regardless, Patrick Cantlay, you're a half-hearted can't do it. So it means you're probably going to end up underweight in some of my lineups. Yeah, we're going to turn you to orange. That's it. That's the breakdown of the players. Let's take it home. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him. That's it. It's over. It's all over. That is the breakdown of the Players' Championship. TPC Sawgrass. Join us next week as we break down the Valspar at Copperhead. Ooh, that's another fun one. Special shout out to Golf Goons and thank you to Fanshare Sports. See you guys on top of the leaderboard on Sunday. Later. Later.